Well, good evening and welcome to Wednesday Evening Discipleship. On Sunday, I started our new sermon series, Why? And I asked the question, why are Christians such hypocrites? If you haven't heard that talk yet, can I encourage you to catch up? And we looked at the woman who was caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8. I think for many of us as Christians, uh, we can find wearing that label of being a Christian uneasy. We can find it a heavy burden. We'd rather not be associated with hypocrisy that we see in others or even in ourselves. It's the recognition that I do not walk the talk. Now, the enemy will accuse you, but to be a Christian is not to say that you are a perfect person. It's to say that you are a follower of Jesus, that I take my lead from him, I go to him. I mentioned on Sunday that just before John chapter 8, the very uh, day before, that Jesus said at this festival, uh, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink and rivers of living water will flow from you. The psalmist says, all my fountains are in you. Are all your fountains in Jesus Christ? Or in lockdown, have you thought, actually, I'm fine by myself. I can navigate my life quite well. Thank you very much. I don't really need the church. I don't really need to pray. I've got this. The danger of uh, not depending on Jesus Christ is the issue here. What sets you apart as a Christian is not your own perfect performance. What sets you apart from people of other faiths is that you are not paying your own way, that Jesus is paying your way. And what sets you apart of people from no faith is not that you're independent, but you are dependent. The other thing that sets you apart is that you have the Holy Spirit. So when we think of being faithful to Jesus, our commitment to him, well, think of the fruits of the Holy Spirit that Paul writes about. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, have you relied on the Holy Spirit lately? The vision of our church is every life bearing fruit for Jesus. And every life bearing fruit for Jesus will come about as every life is bearing the fruit of Jesus by his Holy Spirit. It's when we think about, well, how do I witness to my friends who are not yet followers of Jesus? What if they see that I don't quite measure up? I'm not going to give you tactics. There's no seven steps for this. It's a case of root and fruit. So don't go after the, the fruit. Go after the root. Go after knowing Jesus by his Holy Spirit and allow him to grow the fruit in your life, to grow the fruit of faithfulness to him along with the other fruit in your life. It's interesting that when Jesus says, uh, come to me and learn from me, he says that he is gentle and humble or lowly of heart. In John chapter 8, he was lowly in that crowd, but he spoke with, with real authority. And as we have the humility to come to Jesus and to take on his yoke, to learn from his humility and authority, we, we walk step by step with Jesus, step by step with the Holy Spirit. It's not your strength. It's not the strength of your faith that saves you, but it's the object of your faith that saves you. Jesus saves you. Timothy writes, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. This is such a relief. This is God's character, that he is faithful. And now he gives you his character to become Christ-like. And we do not preach ourselves. All our confidence is in Jesus Christ. But when we understand that our identity is in Jesus, as we grow in the knowledge and experience of that identity, we live out that identity, the, the, the cause and effect of being adopted into God's family. 
And any moral growth that you have is inseparably linked to understanding what Jesus has done for you on the cross, that he has given you his righteousness. And we are set free to pursue what we've already happened to us. You know, you can't make yourself in God's sight any more blameless or holy than he sees you in Jesus Christ. And if you try to get outside of that and you are the author of your own holiness, your own righteousness, if you succeed, well, you'll become self-righteous. No one likes a self-righteous person. And that's not holiness. That is, it's, it's repelling and, and it's looking down on people. But holiness, true dependence on Jesus, true ridding yourself of, of anything that is not Jesus, not his will. Well, actually, that's, that's really attractive. We want people to see the real thing. And it's that posture of, of lowly and gentle authority that is, is radiant, it's, it's bubbling, it's irresistible. The, the good news of the gospel, the, the good news that you have to share with others is not that you've pulled yourselves up by the bootstraps, but it's that Jesus has given you his righteousness, that he has paid for your sin, and that this is the, the, the power of the cross, that he has paid for your sin, that's the, the penalty of sin, but he is also has the power to to change you from the inside out. And sometimes that process can seem very slow, but one day we will be totally like Jesus. And as we depend on him, as we rely on him, ask him to grow in you the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that you'll become increasingly like him. Do we practice what we preach? We do not preach perfect performance, but we preach Jesus Christ who died for you. And he died for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we take a look at these questions? Firstly, how confident am I in representing Jesus to those around me who aren't followers of Jesus? And secondly, what does Jesus dying on the cross and sending his Holy Spirit mean for me in becoming Christ-like and representing him to others?